Welcome everyone to the Deep Dive podcast this week and I just want to give you a little uh, synopsis of what we're going to do the next probably few weeks. Um, We are in the middle of our relationship series which I've really been enjoying. I hope you've been enjoying it too. But We're going to take a little pause and um, we're going to talk at least today. We'll see how it goes. I mean we have no expectations we're going to solve um, what we want to talk about today in one podcast but we want to speak to it. Um, So today we're going to take a pause in a relationship series and we're going to talk about justice today. Um, I have our lead pastor and my brother, Chris Wild, uh, again with us today. So if I didn't mention, I think you know my name by now. I'm Tracy Wildpace and this is Chris Wild and we're siblings. So um, I enjoy the banter we have. I don't know if our audience does, but we we joke around. We're just trying to have a conversation with each other, but a toned down version because, you know, siblings are hilarious. But we we really feel like today um, is an important topic. We think yeah. justice is something that needs to be discussed within our, our uh, community of faith, our church. Um, and anybody who's listening, we we pray, we hope and we pray. and I and I emphasize prayer because we really are praying through yeah. um, what's going on going on in our world. But we pray that um, all of us, hear the heart of God, feel the heart of God, act in that direction. And so um, please hear our hearts even as we discuss this. We know it's a tricky, it's a, it's tricky waters right now to discuss this, but um, just framework and then we're going to jump into it. I, Chris, last Saturday was like such a weird day. We're um, in the middle of a pandemic. Supposedly we're still, I've literally, have we forgotten about the pandemic? It seems, it feels like a little bit, you know, it's like we're still in a pandemic a little bit, but like slowly starting to reopen, at least where we are in Idaho, we were starting to reopen. I went to a restaurant for the first time last week um, in a few months. So we're in the middle of um, coming out of this pandemic. All, we're going to talk about uh, what's going on with the, the racial injustice and 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 the expressions yeah. of that that's going on in our world um, after the senseless death of George Floyd. We're going to talk about that. So we have you know racial tensions going on. We have protests. We have riots. Um, we're in a pandemic, so everyone's wearing masks while they're protesting and rioting. And then we send two guys to space for space exploration. And it was this weird yeah. juxtaposition of emotions on Saturday. Like, is this even real? Like, are, I honestly feel like we're living in a movie or possibly like a game. Mm-hmm. Like, are we in Xbox right now and we have discovered a new Jumanji type game? I don't know, but it it doesn't even feel real um and maybe that's a wrong emotion but the reality is we're living in a very um interesting time in history yeah. we're definitely part of history if nothing else um history books if we make it if jesus doesn't come back soon uh 2020 is going to be a year that is um discussed by psychologists historians mm-hmm. pastors um w- and the weird thing we're all going to be judged for how we respond in 2020 yeah. uh and so let's 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 work towards um being the community of faith in the church that we're called to be so all that to say here we are today and we're going to discuss um justice what does that look like what is what does the bible say what does jesus say um how do we how do we live in this um polarizing and that just doesn't even seem like a strong enough word anymore we i i I, what we're not just polarized anymore in this nation we are we are to a whole new level yeah. of um, sides against each other and how um, we handle even what's going on in our world. So, Chris, I'm just going to give it to you and I'm just going to sit here quietly <laughs> because... <laughs> no, no, please don't do that. To me. I have, I, I hope, and this really yeah. is our prayer, that we will point people to Jesus yeah. in this podcast. But please give us some grace as we navigate this together. Chris and I both feel, you know, social media is not really our platform um, for these kind of discussion discussions. We never really have been probably big social media, um, especially Chris. I mean, Chris posted for the first time in like a lifetime recently. So, I mean, we, we like to have these conversations one-on-one. We like to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Chris and I love reading. We love looking through the lens of scripture and then presenting with as much um, information, insight, and hopefully divine wisdom 
these conversations. So we would rather use this this platform, this podcast, to maybe talk through some of these things. And that's yeah. really what we're doing. We're, we're really Chris and I are sitting down. We're talking through it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just keep saying, please give us grace. Please, yeah. if you have any um, negative feedback, just email it to Chris, not me. <laughs> but I, I won't give it. the email. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I think I think you're right. I mean, obviously you're right. We, this is a historical moment for our generation. Mm. And um, I think the word that you're looking for is destabilization. Wow. Right? I think we've moved from polarization to the threat of destabilization. And there are important issues that we have to address, right? And so, yeah, you have this series of things that have happened over the last two months. And I, I, I think many people are coming to the point where we expect anything to happen, right? <laughs> aliens like are Like aliens yep. or an asteroid is going to hit the earth. I mean, I won't be shocked, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, but I think... no, Lord. <laughs> but yeah, please, Jesus, right? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, obviously the issue of justice is something that we have to talk about right now in our current moment. And I think people are really confused about justice, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'm not, I, and I'm not speaking to like the critical race theorist or, you know, like the French literary guy who talks about justice. I'm talking to Christians yeah. and I think they're like, okay, how do we, which is a fair question. How do we think about, how do we even apply justice in our lives? And so I think the, the way we handle that is, I think obviously we have to um, get our perspective of justice from scripture. Yeah. And so um, if I can do this, just read a few passages. Yeah, that'd be good. And Let's use the Bible, come on. Yeah, yeah, and I think it brings cl- clarity. I, I, sociology is really important. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important. Uh, sociological rhetoric, mm-hmm. stuff that we use is fine. Um, but as followers of Jesus, um, we just believe sociology can't change the human right. heart, right? Um, however important sociology is, mm-hmm. uh, we believe that um, only the Holy Spirit can, yeah. right? And so we just want to make sure that we start from presuppositions matter, yeah. right? So whatever your foundation is, and I know some people disagree with what I'm saying, um, on a philosophical level, but I do think that um, you taught us mutandus, right? With all the respected differences, um, we have to build a solid, right foundation, mm-hmm. right? And if we get the foundation right or our presuppositions right, that gives shape to yeah. our destiny. So if we build a wrong foundation, if our presuppositions are wrong or twisted out of shape, right, um, that potentially can lead us down the wrong road. So for us, and we're Christians here, and some of you might be listening, you might disagree, and that's totally fine. We yeah. invite conversation. We welcome that. But for us, we, uh, we believe in sola scriptura. Like scripture is really important for yeah. us. And so um, Jeremiah 9, with that being said, Jeremiah 9, uh, verse 24, uh, kind of gives us perspective, okay, who God is and what does he think about justice? And, and, and Jeremiah says this, but let him who boasts, boasts in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, hmm. right, who practices steadfast love, which is his said. Uh, that's kind of covenant faithfulness. Right. God is a promiser yeah. <laughs> and he's faithful, right? Uh, not only does he practice steadfast love, but he practices justice or, or mishpat uh, in the Hebrew and righteousness, which is zedekah in the earth. And so justice and righteousness here, um, they, they, they kind of sh- they're the inside and the outside in their noun forms, right, of the same thing. And it really talks about uh, how God thinks about um, our practical lives, that mm-hmm. God really cares about justice and righteousness happening in the earth. And then kind of the last clause of Jeremiah 9 is, for in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Mm-hmm. So... Um, justice, and I said this on Sunday, I think, justice is not, and we're not trying to offend anybody, is not a, a liberal thing or, or a Republic, right. Republican thing. Um, it's not uh, a neo-Marxist thing, whatever. Justice is a robust biblical concept, yeah. right? We believe justice, in other words, is, and not to get too heady here, is theomorphic. I mean, the reason why we want justice and we want a just society where all people... Mm-hmm right have justice is because god has imbued us with that desire 
So uh, really quick. Yeah. And just this, just before mm-hmm. you get to that, I just want to encourage all of our listeners because you, and I meant to do this at the beginning, but your message on Sunday was so incredible and helped, I think, shape um, our minds in the right direction and point us to Jesus and just give us like a foundation and a yeah. starting point for justice. So I just really want to encourage you to jump on our Capital Church podcast and listen to that message. Um, it's This Is Us and then yeah, it was Justice. And so um, I just wanted to pause because I meant to say that at the beginning because honestly, Chris, that that message has helped and I think for for a lot of our community has really helped us through this week, navigate through it. But go back. Now you can carry on. Yeah, no, that's good. And um, no, but, so Deuteronomy 10, uh, verse 17 and 18. And uh, I'm just going to read just a few verses here. It says, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords. And we're, now we're talking about, okay, does the Bible really promote justice, right? Yeah. Uh, God is great and he's mighty and he's the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. He executes justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the sojourner, giving him food and clothing. And so uh, the the unmistakable point here is that God is a God of mishpat, right? Justice mm-hmm. and righteousness. And there's some interesting dynamics that are happening here. Um, the, the, the author of Deuteronomy is making the point that God is impartial right? Yeah. Uh, that God practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness to all people. And that's just an echo of Genesis chapter one, right. that we are all male and female all. made yep. in, in the yeah. image yep. of God. So we're, you know, we're building a presupposition yeah. right here. We're building a foundation. So God is impartial to all people, but he's also, and this is kind of an interesting paradox, partial to those people who do not experience justice. justice. Yeah, And so, uh, you know, scholars call it like there's this woven throughout the fabric of the Old Testament, even into the New Testament, you have kind of this quadrilateral. Um, and that quadrilateral is formed around um, God bringing justice to four groups, right? And I'm probably going to mess this up. But the groups are the orphans, the widows, the poor, and the stranger mm. or the immigrant. Yep. And so uh, we have, and it, we can't, discuss all of this but here we have a foundation for a god who wants to bring justice mm-hmm. and that justice is and we got to be careful that justice it, we, we can't over spiritualize it right mm-hmm. justice is not just it is having having forgiveness right getting right with jesus and then going to heaven <laughs> like whatever right. that might be yeah right justice is a very this worldly reality and uh, you find that uh, in the Old Testament. You find that in the, uh, the New Testament. So uh, justice is the concern of God. Wow. And justice is that. not just yeah. a disembodied thing. Mm-hmm. Justice, uh, in the words of Abraham Heschel, is God's living dynamic care for creation, mm-hmm. for people. God loves people. Mm. He loves his created people. Yeah. And he's broken. Yeah. He's, he's he's heartbroken. You know, and as you mentioned George Floyd, not to get too heavy here. Yeah. And we can we can bring the jokes here soon, but with George Floyd and his his senseless death. Yeah. Um we all as Americans should be heartbroken. Right. Over what we saw, right? And um we are we are called as followers of Jesus um in Matthew chapter 5 to mourn with those who mourn. Right. And we are called, and this is kind of the prophetic consciousness that you find in the Old Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, to participate in the heart of God for people. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's just, I, I think that if that's our starting point, then we can start making sense of kind of what's happening yeah. in our world. And how um, we If respond. we lose that and how we respond yeah. to a lot of different crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, but that kind of needs to be our foundation. And certainly there are a lot more scriptures to be said you can find psalm 146 and then we can move into the new testament to talk about that but um yeah that's our starting point well and if our priests like you were saying if we don't have the right starting point or presupposition then we tend to move obviously in the wrong direction and almost always if not always we'll be on the wrong side of god's just mm-hmm. justice we won't have the right definition the problem though is that no one thinks 
they have wrong presuppositions. That I think is the challenge as a pastor right now is that, um, and, I, and I'm speaking to myself, totally. it's like I think God has to shake and expose all of us and, um, and get us back to um, a right starting point, a right presupposition. But that's that seems like the tension right now too is that, at least in my mind, um, is no one thinks I mean, I shouldn't say no one. That's a sweeping generalization. But gosh, it feels like it if you get on social media. But it's, okay, a lot of people mm-hmm. don't think that they have a wrong presupposition. And they're fighting whatever their starting point is and whatever journey they got on to their version of justice against their neighbor and their journey to get to justice. And now it's just two versions of probably, I don't know if I can say this, but probably most people have the wrong version of justice or, or maybe not quite God's definition of justice and now we have each other fighting um and that 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 breaks my heart too to see and and when i think about george floyd and i think about um what it did it did to the heart of america in exposing obviously this pain this deep um racial tension and injustice and pain um and then where we are now in responding to it, I just there there's got to be a way that we we get to this right perspective of God's justice and how we help people right now. It's like yeah. how where where's the action? How yeah. you know what do we do? And that's I mean we hear it, it every day from yeah. people in our community, people outside of the faith community or whatever. It's yeah. like okay, but what's our action right now, and what can we do? And I think that's what today. I don't know if we have all those answers, but what we want to do today is um, is take from the lens of Scripture. And I love that you take us to the Old Testament. It's like everyone wants to quote just one portion or a text yeah. in the New Testament, and they forget the justice of God throughout mm-hmm. the whole text. Yeah. It's who God is. Yeah. And you see that justice working itself out in the New Testament. And we talked about it in Acts 2 this last Sunday, which was Pentecost Sunday, mm-hmm. is that the Spirit of God is poured out in what happens the nations Mm -hmm. come together. So there isn't uh, the kingdom of God, to make this very clear, is not a monochrome, right? It's not just one shade, not just one color. Right. Or you could say, like, I don't, this is sociology speak, like it's not just homogeneous, Mm -hmm. right? The kingdom of God is nations. And we find in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9 which is kind of anticipating this new creation new earth heaven reality yeah that is um every tongue every tribe in this new creation reality um come together right under jesus and right. they're praising the lamb right right and so pentecost and you look at the throughout the new testament and you see um kind of the final dramatic act in revelation um, this is all, and I, th- I think I said this on Sunday, it is racism's worst nightmare. Yeah, that was my favorite line. Right? I love Pentecost that. is anti-racism. Yep. That's our starting point here, right? Um, and this goes back to, and we, we don't have to get into it, we can trace the etymology of racism or um, people groups fighting over power with each other mm-hmm. that's kind of a slop that's kind of a sloppy way of saying it but you could trace all the way back to genesis chapter four you have the first humans what do they do they overreach yeah they want to be like god that's autonomy mm-hmm. they want to redefine evil and good yep. on their own terms and guess what happens in genesis 4 cain kills his brother <laughs> yeah. fratricide yeah it's essentially the first sin that we know of outside of the garden the garden yeah and so you have the history of the world, right, built on this act of fratricide, which turns into um, broken relationships, and we, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and this is, and we can, and not to get too crazy, but this is where the Satan, which is kind of a title mm-hmm. for who we call the devil, the Satan, whatever, he's the one that... Um, works to stoke the flames of racism and injustice and the bible condemns it yeah um throughout so i think that's so important that we obviously clear that up for everybody and unfortunately there is confusion yeah about that so what does the bible speak to that very issue and it seems very clear right yeah that god loves all people all people and that's where um 
unity seems so um, difficult to even imagine. Like, you know, I think, you know, an ultimate goal, maybe not ultimate, but one of the main goals and values of a community of faith is unity amongst the body. Like, isn't that the beautiful picture of back to what you said, Acts chapter two, it's Pentecost. It's everyone from all different uh, backgrounds coming together and being unified. The problem is unity is not conformity. I love what you said. Unity looks like diversity, but yep. diversity is so much harder than conformity. Yeah. So I think our human condition is to conform everyone else. And I just keep thinking of Romans. Remember, Paul says, don't be conformed to this world. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind in order to have, I think, a biblical unity within the church, even in times of crisis, even in times of um, a disproportioned uh, philosophies and and polarization, we have to be okay with diversity. Diversity is diversity and unity. If it can happen, I don't know if we've seen it in our lifetime, you're right. This is what we're aiming towards. That's where you see the miracle of unity. Mm. I think we just underplayed unity. Like, Oh, we just need to be unified. But what we're really saying is you need to conform to my, well, what I think Mm. instead of us coming under just this beautiful perspective of God's justice, mm-hmm. um, God's rule, God's kingdom, the values of his kingdom. Um, that's what's going to lead us into unity, but it's going to require all of us um, to start with this presupposition. God, okay, where, where does God start? Where does Jesus, when he enters, where does Jesus lead us in yeah. this journey of justice? And what is his perspective on this? Because it, it just it seems like to me and i'm and i'm asking the holy spirit to help me in this as much as anyone we're, we're preaching to ourselves you know as we even have these conversations but it's like we're not asking jesus jesus does not say get everyone to conform to you just be like you and i just what hurts my heart right now is that's what it feels like that's where i feel like there's so much tension even in the church i, mean, I was talking to a friend this morning it's like relationships are being divided right now yeah. over um, this particular, which is an important issue. I, we never want to downplay that. But the Satan, like you were saying, loves to come in to kill, steal, Divide. and destroy, mm-hmm. to bring division and hate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we have to learn to, okay, okay, in the midst of diversity, in the midst of differences, in the, in the midst of differing opinions, Jesus still is on a mission or came to the earth for a mission for unity. The very thing Jesus came to do was break up this conformity or you need to be this group and you need to be like this group. He came to bring yeah. um, a beautiful picture of what unity looks like and it's full yeah. of diversity. Yeah. And and I, I that's that's I love that Trace. I, I do think in addition to what you're saying Usually when you say that, that means you sort of disagree with no, me. No, no, I agree. But that you, no, um, I, I want to say it in a kind way. No, 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 I want to agree. I agree. You can, you can this, correct and, anything and I say. I don't think this should be controversial. Maybe it is. I just think, okay, so our political narrative is important, right? Yeah. So right on this podcast, we're going to, we support our strong political opinions. And I know to your point, there's a, there's a diversity with that, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm about to say is... Not that I want to make this, I want to qualify. I'm not saying that we can't have strong political opinions. Um, however, if there's, if you're never wrong in your political narrative, hmm. right, then I think there's something wrong with your political narrative. Wow. Right? As followers of Jesus, I'm talking to followers of Jesus, and maybe you don't follow Jesus, and maybe this is something you're just kind of thinking through, right? Mm-hmm. You can listen to this. Yeah. But as we talk to followers of Jesus, it's absolutely essential that we arrange our worldview, our thinking, our feelings, our act, action around the values of Jesus' mm-hmm. kingdom. Yeah. And that's why, and we've talked about this, Trace. So in Mark chapter one, I mean, you see it throughout the synoptic gospels. It's Jesus. What does he do? He announces the arrival, the dramatic arrival yeah. of the kingdom of God. And then he says, repent and believe. Mm. And, you know, you know, repent in the Greek simply means to go beyond the mind that you have. So Jesus is essentially saying, no, I don't want you to abstract. And he, repentance and believe kind of work together. Right. He's not saying, I want you to abstract some doctrine when he says that or get religion. Right. Right. Stop smoking and chewing. Right. And, <laughs> 
dating girls that if do. Only that it's was an old the, slogan. If only that was the worst thing. You yeah. Had to deal yeah. With, no. So Jesus is not saying, which I think a lot of people think, ah, oh, just get religion. Yeah. Right. Um, Jesus rather is saying, no, 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 no. I want you, you you're, you're doing the agenda of God wrong. Hmm. And I want you to restructure, rearrange your entire way of life around my vision. Right. So essentially Jesus is saying, I want you to trust how I see reality, how I see God's justice, how I see the world. Um, and then, you know, belief is just it's just personal. It's just trust me and follow me. Right. And so um, so then the question is, okay, what is Jesus value? Yeah. Right. And maybe I got a little bit ahead of myself. So that means if that's true, then we got to take our political narratives that we've been baptized in (laughs) and we got to conform them to uh, the values of the kingdom of Jesus. So what are those values? I think it's pretty clear that those values um, are all about, Matthew chapter 5 says, blessed are the poor, Mm -hmm. blessed are those who mourn, right? They're so upside down. Yeah. Blessed are those who don't have a lot. Blessed are those, in the words of Dallas Willard, the zeros. Mm the ones that aren't making it, the sick. I mean, we just go on and on and on. The people who don't always look right. Yeah. Right? Whatever that is, um, we are called, and Jesus is saying, to um, uh, be in solidarity with them. And so um, those values we see kind of fleshed out, if, if you don't mind, in Luke chapter five, and which is so fascinating in Luke chapter 19, So Jesus is announcing the kingdom of God. And in Luke 5, we have this interesting little story about Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners. (laughs) So you have the Pharisees, they come, and they know what's going on. And I've said this before, anthropologists will tell you when it comes to table fellowshipping, who you eat food Mm -hmm. with is more than just eating, right? right? It's about initiation and welcoming, right? So in the purity world of Jesus, there there were sharp divisions, Right. right? In terms of who was impure, pure, clean, unclean, and there's, you know, a lot of different distinctions. But Jesus is eating with a tax collector. Um, And again, anthropologists will tell you who you eat with shows you, or table fellowshipping is, in other words, a map, a miniature map of the character of the society. So Jesus eating with a tax collector who within kind of this purity world of Jesus was the archetype of evil itself. (laughs) <laughs> would have been a scandal. Oh, yeah. And so Jesus And it is, was a scandal. Yeah. <laughs> and I love even, and I think in the in the story, uh, it says that they reclined. Mm. Reclined, slave people only stood yeah. at these table moments, right? But you have sinners and tax collectors reclining as if they're free, as if they're a part of the kingdom of God, wow. right? So there's like a leveling that's going on, yeah. right? And this isn't just a liberal thing or a Republican thing. This is a kingdom of God thing. Right. And so Jesus, as he announced the kingdom of God, is saying, hey, man, guys, you've been doing it all wrong. You need to trust me. Follow me. Don't just make a decision for me, but wow. follow my way of life and take everything, even your worldview, and submit it to my values. And then Jesus starts wrecking everything, so to speak. Mm. I don't I, obviously, I want to be careful with that. But what Jesus is doing is a social nightmare. <laughs> like even Luke chapter yeah, 14. Absolutely. Luke 14. We see Jesus bringing, he's telling us a parable about this great messianic banquet. And you have the poor, the crippled, the lame mm. coming to the table, right? Male, free, uh, male and female, free and Slave. slave, wealthy, yeah. not wealthy, the right. poor, all coming together. together. And in this, in the world of Jesus... That would have been um, scandalous, right? In the world of Jesus, in the world today. Yeah. Like, Jesus would offend everyone today. Yeah. And so, and, you know, and he gets accused, right? In Luke chapter 5, back to that story. And the Pharisees, as he's, Jesus is gathering around with tax collectors and sinners, the Pharisees say, why are you associating with them, Mm -hmm. right? Because we know what's going on. This is a welcome. This is initiation, and Jesus responds, hey, I know what you're saying. And he's being really ironic here. But he says, I haven't come for the healthy. Hmm. I've come for the sick, right? I've come for those who 
are traumatized yeah. those who are um hurt broken and broken mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think if we can start there, if our, and I think I mentioned this on Sunday, if our heart is moved mm-hmm. by the heart of Jesus, we can have a movement. We can have a move of God. But if our heart is not moved by the heart of Jesus for people, yeah, right? And right now, this is a historical moment for those um, black brothers and sisters, yeah. right? And their their experience and their trauma. If our heart's not moved, then we can't have a move of God. Yeah. Right. Well, the, the, yeah. If we can't have compassion, mm-hmm. if there's no compassion, I think that's a, there's no movement. Yeah. We'll just keep staying in our little subdivided groups. Yeah. We'll keep trying to conform people to our vision, our our version of utopia, or whatever it yeah. might be instead of moving in the direction of Jesus, instead of doing what Jesus has called us to do. Yeah. And it it's so much, it's just, it's so much more difficult than um, in, a, in a weird way of forcing people in my, my view, my direction. And that's, it, it's, we have to start with compassion. Yeah. We have to start with, with what you're describing and when you think about it it is true it's like who jesus sat with who jesus ate with when jesus was tabling it meant everything Mm -hmm. i mean you can correct me but i feel like i remember studying this years ago and it was as if jesus was saying i'm with them they're with me i'm with them like you know we go out think about if we were like going out to eat today and we're sitting with people if we're going out to eat, we're hanging downtown whenever restaurants, you know, eventually open. Yeah. And somebody sees you sitting with someone that you know you have differing, maybe even political yeah. and or social and uh, biblical perspectives. I mean, it does something to someone. They're like, "What? why are you sitting with that person? Yeah. But Jesus was even more dramatically when he sat with them. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm with them. They're with me. Yeah. Like there's something about that. And we've we've lost that I think in our culture today and now we remove ourselves as far away as we can from those that think different look different act different you know so on and so forth Uh, but Jesus does something um, that is scandalous it's uh, it's it's unbelievable I can't and can you I can't I can't fathom that today yeah that's what's sad well, and even, and you go to Luke chapter 19, and I think that's exactly what's going on. Jesus goes to Zacchaeus' house, a famous tax collector, hated, hated. by everyone. Jesus goes into his house. I think we would all be offended. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like whoever's listening, right? I mean, just do a really quick thought experiment. Who is your archetype of evil? Yeah. Put that in the place of Zacchaeus and imagine Jesus going to his house. And it says that the crowd wasn't just dismiss- dismissive, like, mm. oh, Jesus, don't do that. Yeah. No, he, the crowd was outraged over what Jesus was doing, right? And I get that, right? It's like, what is going on here? I, yeah. And um, I think people were like, okay, okay, so you must be, because um, Zacchaeus is a Roman collaborator, right, and hates Israel. You must be that. You must share it to your point. Uh, his beliefs, his worldview. And Jesus is saying, what are you talking about? No way. In fact, what happens is Zacchaeus changes his complete worldview when he's with Jesus. Wow. Jesus meets us where we're at Come on, yeah. because he's after the sick people. He doesn't conform his beliefs, his worldview, because he's compassionate. And that's my problem. Compassion has been hijacked. Yeah. And we usually think if you're compassionate... You're weak. <laughs> Or whatever, right? Yeah. Or you believe something that goes against or is in contradistinction to God's mm-hmm. word. And that's not the case. Right. Maybe for some people. Sure. But as we follow Jesus, Jesus doesn't sacrifice his values and who he is by taking care of the sick. Wow. I love that. And it's, I mean, it's, whew. I just, for me, it's imagining um imagining uh what that would look like today and i like that you said just picture for a moment everyone picture who that would be for you who who is it you sitting down with and having a meal with mm-hmm. and um i don't uh, know for some should people, we should we give them some examples yeah, it might be in like and this is in 
I don't know if I want to give an example. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm scared. We're a little bit scared, you guys. Um. Yeah. He's not going to. <laughs> I, I can't. I, it could be for some of you. It could be Antifa. Yeah. I know. Please don't rage. Um, we will give you Tracy's actually email at the end of this. <laughs> no, we'll give you the um, podcast Or it one. could be, I mean, like maybe a neo hard right conservative that's just yeah. like making bombs in his basement. Or Obviously, these are caricatures. A, walking around with a AR downtown Boise. Like, yeah. I actually saw that. Yeah. Just so like, and we're trying to hit both sides of the spectrum. Right. Right. I think Jesus, no political party, let's just say this, no, and we believe in politics, mm-hmm. but no political party has a monopoly on the truth. That's right. And unfortunately, a lot of people that, that people don't understand that. Um, and like you've said, both, no matter where you are, wherever you fit um, in your political spectrum. I saw your spectrum, lip, lip quiver. Because I got nervous. <laughs> you got nervous. <laughs> no matter where you fall. Uh it's under the kingdom of God. Yeah. They all come under the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of God where we find our values, where where we at least where we should as followers of Jesus. And under that falls, you know, various political mm-hmm. perspectives and whatever side of the spectrum or somewhere in the middle or somewhere you're not even sure or you're completely out, you know, you're mm-hmm. tired of it. But nonetheless, those bow to the kingdom of God. Jesus is in charge. Mm-hmm. Jesus has the final say and the final authority on all of our lives, on on this world and the world to come. And we need to come under those values. And like I love what you're saying. It's it's we it's a repent and believe and not make de- the decision for Jesus, but follow his decision, yeah. follow his path, follow his way. Um and that's so good, Trace, because I think loving and I get this from my kind of mentor, academic mentor, Gary Brashears. And he says, you know, loving God is more than just a feeling. Hmm. It's more than just being close and connected. And it certainly is. Yeah. But it's it's practicing his way of life. Yeah. Right? And I think that takes practice. Right? So as Absolutely. Christians, just so you know, we'll make it even, again, as clear as possible. If you're a follower of Jesus, um, you embrace the values of Jesus, which means we condemn racism and any unjust right. act and not only do we condemn it right we stand in solidarity That's right with those who are victims of racism those who um, are exploited mm. whatever that is right that is learning to practice the way of his life mm. and you see that fleshed out Absolutely. In his ministry. So I think it's just, it's it's so important that we learn as followers of Jesus, not just, we're not here just to make a decision for Jesus, right? We're called to be followers of Jesus. And that means he wants us to join him in his mission for the world, right? And I think that is the thing that should define us. Right. More than anything more else. More than anything else. Right? And I might be wrong. Yeah, and 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 I'll just say I, that is one thing that I that I love about you when you approach these things, and and it's always my heart because you're my mentor and my older brother, and you'll that's you'll, right. You'll You've learned everything me. from me. I ha- oh, I have for no, sure. I'm kidding. But it's it's learning to be humble and have some humility when it comes to these things. We're we're navigating it together. We're learning. We're growing. We're we by no means do we all have um like some sort of handle on the truth more than anyone else but yeah. we're we're learning and so i think we all got to approach the season of humility of going okay god this is take in your hand this is this is what i know this is what i feel mm-hmm. this is what i believe take whatever out of that that is not of you and replace it with the truth of your word and what you believe and your values and your kingdom and I think we all need to approach right now with that. Fundamentally, racism is not of God. No. Racism is... It's anti-God. Is, it's anti-gospel. It's, it's anti-everything Jesus came for. So that... Ha- we, you got to start there. If you're struggling in that, there's not much more movement we can no. help you in right now. You have to get that in your heart and your spirit. Then this is something practically as we kind of close out this podcast because we got to get out of here before we say anything we're too scared of saying. Just because it is so tense. And just so you know, it's tough to be a pastor. Can you pray for your pastors all across 
not even the nation anymore. This is impacting the world. Mm -hmm. We need to pray for um, our our faith leaders and the faith community and our pastors because um, we need the mind and the heart of God and we want to direct the the church in the right um, direction. And beyond that, I think for me practically, how am I walking in this now um chris and i are both fiery people chris has red red hair so he's just fiery um and i love it Mm. um i'm I'm a fighter too i mean we're both like my my name means fighter so it's like i this kind of stuff in a sad way exhilarates me like i want to go after people on social media like i want to fight them but i know that i use self-control i'm not doing it i'm not getting in those fights i'm not fighting but man i have strong opinions and i there's times where i'm just like i want to lose it I've, I've wanted to throw my phone a few times don't worry i haven't but when you're reading you know what people are saying and you feel like it's so far from this this kingdom mentality and the values of the kingdom what are we supposed to do as christians i think for me i think the first thing i've been doing and, and you and i talked about this what's the first thing you do you pray for for them what does the bible say it's like you you you, you pray for those who persecute you yeah. whether they're persecuting you directly or indirectly mm-hmm. pray for them mm-hmm. that's so good so all the people that I've, you know, and these are people, some of them are people I love and respect and whatever. I just, some of the things they've been saying, I'm like, oh gosh, please stop saying that. Or I totally disagree. Or this is not helpful. You know, you know what I've done instead of commenting and sort of, instead of talking about it to other people, I've just been praying for them. Start there. Start praying for the people you disagree with. Like you were saying, how about we start praying for the ones that would be our definition of enemy or the one that we're most opposite of right now in this it not just in this issue but maybe a plethora of other issues but let's let's start there i've had people say well prayers aren't enough and that scares me Mm -hmm. if you don't think prayer is enough you might as well just wash your hands and go jesus take me now Mm because prayer is the activity of the spirit it is the one thing it is the one tool and weapon that we have that can what what i love about prayer is prayer not only, I, I don't think, I, I, I think there's so much we could talk about. We're not going to get to prayer. But prayer changes me. Yeah. Prayer gets me in alignment with the kingdom values of God. Prayer takes me out of myself and into the kingdom of God. It gives me a heavenly perspective, a divine perspective, a God perspective. So you better think prayer yeah. is important. Yeah. Um, and to people that say prayer is not enough, we need action. Here's my here's my thing on that. I think prayer will lead us into the right action. Without yeah. prayer, back to the very thing we said at the beginning, we might find ourselves on the wrong side of God's justice if we don't start with prayer. Yeah. We have to get God's so perspective. Good. So please, 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 please be praying, all of us. Mm-hmm. We should be praying for one another. Pray for the ones that are frustrating you. Instead of commenting, stop. instead of posting something in, you know, you don't want to actually comment it, so you post something that's contradictory to what they said to like spite them, pray. Yeah. Let's start with prayer. And I believe out of prayer so and good. a movement of prayer, God will start changing all of our hearts. Mm-hmm he will start re relining us into the image that he's created us to be. And then I think the right actions will take place. I know it's frustrating because it seems slower, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I think that that's, uh, and I think that that's what's so hard right now is we want immediacy. We want, um, it to change overnight. And and I believe God can in a, in a move, he can sweep across this nation and the world and he can change our hearts, but I think it has to start. Yeah with and through prayer and then let the holy spirit start to direct us in um in what action we need to take and maybe things we need to not do i mean mm-hmm. nobody ever thinks about that there, there's things and before we said before we started this podcast we prayed and i said god help us say what we should say yeah, and then yeah. help us to not say what we shouldn't yeah so i think there's there's two sides to the coin is there's things that we should do in this season and there's things we shouldn't yeah, do yeah. there's action to take yeah. and there's action not to take yeah. and i think that's what the what prayer will help that's us good. and guide us in and i think prayer too softens your heart mm-hmm. right I, I think we probably need a little bit more humility yeah i still think that humility and anger can work together i think there is such a thing as righteous anger absolutely so i hope people aren't assuming that okay we can't are you saying if we pray and we have soft hearts we can't be righteously indignant about injustice. No, I think righteous indignation is a real thing. Yeah. And that overlaps with humility. I don't think they're, they are somehow like at, they're competing. Yeah. Right? I don't think there's a competitive relationship with those things. 
so I, I think um, it's only in prayer, though, that we get all that kind of sorted out. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you're saying, that's so important. And just to, to stress, as um, uh, kind of share my last thought, um, we're not soci- sociologists here, Mm-mm. right? Sociology, again, is important. Yeah. Uh, when we even talk about politics and changing laws, we are not in any way downplaying any of that stuff. Well, I, Trace and I, we're just not experts, right? right. Um, when it comes to that. And those are important things. But as followers of Jesus, the most important thing and our defining reality is that legislation however good it might mm-hmm. be cannot change the human heart we can't yeah only the holy spirit can and so i think as christians as followers of jesus we just have to be open god come and change my heart yeah every christian in america yep needs to okay jesus help me whatever that is yep. as you said trey so eloquently help me to realign my values mm-hmm. to your values and that's when action starts um right action that's when change happens mm-hmm. that's when unity can come that's mm-hmm. when when we can begin to see what i think we all agree on in this is is there's a lot of disagreements but i think everybody agrees on one thing is that we want to live within we actually do want unity we just have a different idea of what mm-hmm. that looks like and i think when we can allow the holy spirit to to change our hearts to mold us to do what he always has wanted to do and god cares so deeply yeah. for every human heart for every broken heart and and we believe that and for anyone listening that is really struggling right now with um pain and trauma and what this has even brought up um and the racism that does exist mm-hmm. in this nation and and other injustices that maybe you're feeling out of this know this to be sure that God is near to the yeah, brokenhearted exactly. and he cares yeah. and we as a church care yeah. and we are committed to seeing God's rule and reign I love what you said on Sunday you said justice is for it's not just for eternity justice is for today justice yeah. is is now God wants us to to yeah. start to see the justice of God will we see it in totality probably not will there always be injustices will there always be pain yeah according to scripture we will not see that um, until until Jesus returns, but our our mission as Jesus followers is to, like you said, repent and believe who Jesus is and what Jesus has called us to do, and follow Him yeah. where He's going. And um, so, if we can do that as a community of faith, we're at least moving in the right direction. And I think too is to uh, as we my last thought. I promise this is okay. <laughs> I think we just need to also, and that's perfect, Trace is to participate in the outrage of God. So when God's outraged, right? Mm-hmm. Abraham Heschel has a famous quote where he says, um, when it comes to exploitation of the poor or any mm-hmm. any form of injustice, we think of it as a misdemeanor. God, however, mm-hmm. thinks of it as a disaster. And as it relates to the death of George Floyd, right? That's a disaster in the heart of God. Yeah. And if um, we don't think, and I think the most disastrous things for followers of Jesus is assuming that that which is a disaster in God's heart is not a disaster, hmm. that is disastrous. <laughs> and so I think it's important for us to um, sympathize with how God or participate with how God feels for our nation right now. Yeah, Lead with that. And then that will shape our life our sense of solidarity with people who are experiencing injustice in particular our african-american community yeah right so i can't imagine what they're going through right now and so that's why yeah i think that's great and we the first thing is we have to pray yeah so and we know that jesus doesn't just have the answers jesus is the answer Mm -hmm. and so as we pray and as we pray for pray for those that are around you that are suffering, all of our uh, black brothers and sisters. Um, and I think the the new modern term I'm hearing from younger people, and this is what this is when you know you're old, is that it's I guess I think the correct way, and someone can email us and tell us, but it's like to say the people of color, people of color in this nation who are um, who are hurting, yeah. and um, we stand with you. It makes me emotional. We love you. Mm-hmm. 
and Jesus is for you. Jesus is for his kingdom. Yeah. And sorry. Good. And um, and we're committed at Capital Church to yeah. stand with everyone. And um, when there's injustice, we um, will be there. I don't know why I'm crying. I made it through this whole podcast. <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. Maybe we can edit it out. But uh, we love you and um, we love the kingdom of God. And I'm thankful that um, I'm thankful for you, Chris, and your perspective. And you always lead us um, to Jesus. And um, so can we all commit and I'm, I'm committing this first. And then I'm asking as the pastor of Capital Young Adults with our lead pastor here, everyone who's listening, let's all ask God to soften our hearts, to bring humility and um, to act justly. Mm. Okay. All right, guys, we need to close. (laughs) Um, But anyway, this is, um, I think this is an important one. It was probably longer. I forgot to set the timer, but hopefully it, um, hopefully we've accomplished what was our our only intention really was to point us to Jesus in this. And hopefully um, God spoke to you and we're encouraged by, um, we really are. Can I say this? We're encouraged by what God is doing. God is on the move. Um, in the midst of all this. If you do have questions, and please only be nice ones or comments, please only send kind ones. Our hearts can only, they're tender right now. Um, just kidding. If you have questions or comments, you can you can email us at our CYA podcast at capitalchurch.co. Uh, we're we're going to continue to be talking about that. Please join us our Sunday morning services. We don't have our CYA Sunday night um, yet, but please join us 9 a.m. and 11 in person at our, at our Meridian location, or we will have the podcast up every week for the messages that we are doing on justice, and um, I, I really don't think you want to miss it. So Um, Please continue to stay in community, love people, pray, seek God, and we're going to see God do something amazing out of this. We love you. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for being with us today. We hope that you were encouraged. We want to remind you, subscribe to our podcast. You can be listening in every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. We have our Instagram at Capital Young Adults. We also have our Facebook page. We'd love if you would follow us on there. And also, if you have any prayer requests, we want to be praying with you. Shoot us a direct message or an email. That way we can be praying with you in this time. We love you guys. We hope you have the best week. And we can't wait to be back with you this time next week.